Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello. And welcome to this episode of the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Epperhart. And on here, we talk about practical ways to empower you so you can make a kingdom impact. And in this series, we're actually a podcast, we're actually talking about money mastery, making sense of making money for making a difference. And I just want to encourage you as you're listening today that you'll learn here how to combine faith and finances for living a balanced and fruitful life, but also how you can make a difference in the world. And that's really what we're about here is, is helping empower you so you can learn how to make a difference. And so we've been talking about, out of my book, Money Mastery, we've been talking about, out of chapter number two, God's purpose for wealth. We've covered, of course, chapter one earlier. And then we here we're talking about, and this is be our third pad, podcast on talking about God's purpose for wealth. So we left off in the last podcast on really understanding that many times I gave the illustration in an African country of a famous evangelist who actually held a crusade. Over 300,000 people were born again. But another religion came in as they were doing the follow-up on these converts, came in and because they were offering them microfinance loans and other practical help, they actually uh, converted away from Christianity, which is sad. Many of those converts who came to the crusade converted away from Christianity uh, because many times our mindset in Christianity is we preach the gospel of salvation but we forget to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And so what we must understand is that true city and nation transformation, which we're going to talk about some in this podcast, it can't take place without really understanding and having a kingdom mindset or what I would call even developing a kingdom economy. Now, I want to share this with you. This is an email that actually came to me when we were going to do a Wealth Builders Conference in Ethiopia. And now the English here is not real good because this is, you know, English is not this person's native language. This is a pastor or actually a minister that was over, is, a, is over, over 5,000 churches. And uh, he, he wrote this email and I left where the kind of the the English is not as well or good and doesn't make as much sense. I went ahead and left it in just so you could hear the impact. But here, here's what he wrote me. This was in the email. We're talking about here uh, the kingdom economy. He said, to sum up, it is urgent for the church to be aware and involved in this business world where everyone's language is about business. If you stay for a few days in Ethiopia and listen, people are passionate to be business owners, grow economically, 
And in the midst of movement, I think the church is not sure of the way she can be involved. Largely, the church is not sure of the why she can be involved. Members, including most leaders, do not have clear insight in this regard. Ordained church ministers are worrying how to do it besides their ministry and air so many issues and challenges relating to this timely issue. In developing nations like Ethiopia, sound teaching in this regard is like laying the foundation to redeem the generation to come. Wow. And he, as a minister, recognized the importance of us understanding and really teaching people not just that they can prosper, but about how to prosper, and more importantly, really how to make a difference. So I want to talk a little bit in this podcast about the seven mountains and to kind of set that up and understand uh, how that affects when we talk about making a difference. We're going to start with the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, of course, I have been reading and quoting this actual verse since I was a child. And most of the time, what's in our mind when we quote this verse is, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We actually will think of that in terms of, Go therefore and make disciples of all the people who live in the nations. Now, it certainly means that because you can't disciple a nation without the people in the nation being discipled. So I just want to be clear there. But I really believe there's such a thing as goat nations and sheep nations. And the goat nations, of course, Jesus referred to in Matthew chapter 25 when he talked about separating the goat nations from the sheep nations. And so you say, well, Billy, what does that have to do with me? It has to do with. As, as Christians and as believers, we need to get a mindset, a different mindset that we, yes, we are to disciple people in the nation, but there are nations that actually need to be discipled in these end times. They need to be discipled where thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth, in that nation, even as it is in heaven. And so those nations, of course, would be called in that context, sheep nations. And so one of the ways that better help us to better understand what it means to disciple a nation is the concept of the seven mountains. Now, many of you that are listening have heard of the seven mountains today. Many of you, of course, this may be your first time to hear that. But the seven mountains actually represent the spheres of influence. The primary pillars, if you would, are spheres of influence that reside, let's say, commonly in a nation. Now, one of those, uh, you know, if you could kind of picture in your mind some mountains that are kind of drawn on a poster on a wall or something, in those seven mountains I have identified, uh, the first mountain is religion. Now, it's not the church or the body of Christ on purpose because the church or the body of Christ is above all of the mountains. But what happens is, is that, let's say we'll start kind of, kind of picture this from left to right. We have a religion mountain. Then we have the family mountain. 
then the education mountain, then the government mountain, media mountain, the arts mountain, and the business mountain. Now, these are obviously, these are just for us to think about. And one of the things I will say is that we use the term religion and not the church or the body of Christ in a mountain, because the body of Christ or the church is to be above all the seven mountains and is to be involved in all the seven mountains. In fact, let me just say this. What we do sometimes as the church or the body of Christ is we hide out in the religion mountain, and other than the family mountain, we really have no direct interest in influencing the education mountain or the government mountain or the media or the arts or the one that I focus a lot in is in the, in the business mountain. But here's the thing. God wants us to be involved, for example, as the church overall in all seven mountains. And, and one of the things that I see, as I said, is the church ends up hiding behind its four walls, which means that it actually gets locked into the religion mountain and it stays there. And we just allow all the other influences in most cases that are not, uh, that are number one, they're ungodly. Number two, they're unscriptural. In some cases, they're actually immoral. And we allow those influences to come into all the other mountains, whether it's the arts and media mountain, the arts mountain, or the media mountain, or the business mountain, or especially as we see around the world in the government mountain. So one of the things that I think is critically important when we talk about the mountains is don't just hide out in the religion mountain. In fact, I like to say it this way to every Christian. Every Christian should be involved in actually two of the mountains. In some cases, there's some of you that may be involved in three, but know something about at least two of the mountains. Now, if you're already born again in your church, and that's who I'm talking to, that's who the audience is, then you're already connected to the religion mountain. So what other area would you be involved in? Well, if, you, if I'm using myself, since I'm the one recording, I've been involved and am involved in the business mountain. But also, as you can tell, I'm already involved in the media mountain because here I am on a podcast. So there's really three mountains I'm directly involved in. And if you take other things, because I teach uh, in Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado, I'm also involved in the education mountain. And of course, I'm involved in the family mountain. So the idea is you're not limited to two, but the idea is, is that you, you find out where your emphasis is to be. You're called in there. And here's what happens. We have many Christian young people who think that when they graduate from high school, the only place they can go is to Bible college. Now, I do believe that Christian young people coming out of high school need to be need to have a biblical worldview and that they need to be taught that before they go to some secular place. So going to some kind of good Christian university, they can give you both. Or as we're doing at Karis Bible College, we're actually training people in a biblical worldview in the first year. It's a three-year program. You can finish the main program in two years, but we through those two years, we teach a biblical worldview. Then they could go to university once they have that foundation. But here's the key. The fact is, is that we don't need to hide out in the religion mountain, but we need to go into the other mountains, and we need to excel in those mountains. Because the Bible is very plain. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. What's happened is Satan has put gates at the bottom of the mountains and said, for example, in the, 
in the uh, arts and entertainment mountain. He's basically said, you can't come into Hollywood. You can't come into, what, what's the one in India? I think it's Bollywood or something like that. You can't come into Hollywood or Bollywood. We're gonna, we're, but really, God wants Christians to go into those mountains, get past those gates that Satan has tried to control, and to rise to the top of the mountain. In other words, to rise to the place where you actually have influence, instead of being at the bottom of the mountain, rise to the top and start having influence. Because we're really talking about practical ways to have a kingdom impact, and this, this is that. We need young people that are called into all of the mountains and that have a kingdom mindset, that have a Christian mindset. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3 says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Now, I want to bring that out because that word excellent, it says there was an excellent spirit in him. That word excellent literally comes out of the Hebrew, the Hebrew word yatir, Y-A, the transliteration of that would be, pardon me, would be Y-A-T-E-E-R, yatir. And it, it literally means to come to a peak. So come to the top. And so because there was a coming to the top or an excellent spirit coming to the peak, I really believe that, of course, we know Daniel did come to the top of the mountain and that government mountain and influencing what was happening, uh, you know, of course, there in the book of Daniel, he was influencing in the government. He came to a peak. In other words, he came to the top of the mountain. So instead of being locked out of the mountains and just going hiding in the religion mountain, we need to go into all the mountains. But not only do we need to go into the mountain, we need to rise. We need to yatir. We need to come to the peak in that mountain. So we're at the top of the mountain influencing what happens in the different areas of culture within a nation. And I like to say within a city and a nation. And so the whole idea here, because we're, this is, the, of course, the, the, this particular series I'm dealing with in these podcasts right now, is the series on money mastery. And so one of the thoughts here is we need to learn to come to go into, come into the mountain or mountains that God has called us into and have the influence that we're supposed to have. Now, an encouragement I want to give to you in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 from the Amplified Bible says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think. And I love this in the Amplified Classic Bible, uh, where it says more than all that we dare ask or think, it says, in it has parentheses, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to the power that is at work within us. Well, what's so powerful about that is when we talk about coming to the Yatir, coming to the top of that mountain, God is able to use us in an impact that is way beyond even our greatest dreams, hopes, or desires, God is able to cause us to go into the mountains of culture as believers, as born-again people, as Christians, and rise to the top. Now, a quote that I, that I use in Money Mastery is Margaret Thatcher, the UK Prime Minister, 
uh, and I would like to share this again in the podcast, she said nobody would remember the Good Samaritan if he only had good intentions. He had money as well. So I want to end this podcast with this. There are seven mountains. God has called you into those mountains. For those of you that are listening and know that we like to teach on finances and how to prosper, how do you how do you do that? How do you build wealth? I just want to mention to you that of the seven mountains, one of the key mountains in those seven mountains is the business mountain, the money mountain, because all of the other six mountains, including religion, still have to operate and function with money. In other words, for them, including government, education, whatever it is, it takes money for those mountains to function. So one of the things you have to understand is that there has to be believers that are called into the money mountain, the business mountain, as well as, you know, believers that are called in the other mountains. But it's important you understand the importance of the business money mountain as we talk about this. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because in the next podcast, I'm going to I'm going to share with you what I call the 30,000 foot view of wealth building. I call it the name I use, and it's in chapter three of my book on money mastery. It's called the Triple X Factor. And you want to hear this podcast because it'll be from that Triple X perspective that I give you that 30,000 foot view of, of wealth building and how to build wealth. So this is Billy Epperhart. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Remember to go to wealthbuilders.org to find resources that you need. Or if you want to get more involved and really start taking some courses, you can go to wbuniversity.online, and I'll see you right back here on another podcast. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders Podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.